minus one minute. More juice for the hero. Like the T minus 50 seconds. At the point where we're at, it is a lot easier for new people to get up to speed really quick. T minus 40 seconds. Let's go! That's a W! That's E1! That's E1! That's a W! How many of you want to eat a W tonight? T minus 30 seconds. Taking over our camera. I think there may be a penalty for excessive celebration, but you know what? I'm gonna let that one slide. T minus 20 seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. This is it right here. One, zero. All right, we're back on the airwaves. Steve, the hitman, Caladesi, myself, Andy Kaysen here to talk all the hottest pickups for week five NFL action. We're going to go through a massive injury roundup. We're also going to talk about the new rookies starting this week, and we're going to correlate everything with live eBay listings, see if we can't poach some of these eBay listings. I got a feeling there, there might be some opportunities because we're on a breakout watch, Steve. How are you feeling tonight, man? I'm feeling good, man. I think there's uh, a lot that happened this week. There's always a lot worth talking about. But I think there's definitely some key things that I know you're excited to talk about. <laughs> very much so. Very much so. Uh, let's welcome. Most importantly, Andy, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Andy's obviously safe, healthy, alive, and well. So we're just happy to hear that. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Happy to be back on the airways. Boards off the windows. Happy to be uh, out from underneath my hurricane rock. And, um, you know, yeah, thoughts and prayers out to everybody else that was seriously affected in South Florida. We got super lucky here in Tampa. And uh, I was able to watch Thursday night football. My football cards are safe. Uh, Sunday football, the game was played here in Tampa. Sunday night, uh, the Chiefs gave us a, a good beating. But the Buccaneers offense is on the up and up. There's uh, there's potential there, man. I'm excited about that. Um, we've got we've got Derek out. Derek Derek's just here for the 49ers uh, ball washing. I'm glad <laughs> there was no show last week. We don't want to talk about that whole safety thing. <laughs> uh, Retro Slim said, "I think I sold my prism color too cheap." Well, um, give us a little bit more information on that one, Retro. So we can uh, kind of understand what's the what's the player, what's the year. Give us the exact deets on on that transaction, Steve, um, or not Steve Retro, but Steve. Uh, what do you want to lead off with the injuries tonight, or do you want to talk about the elephant in the room? Let's go injuries because I feel like there's just a lot of them right now, and uh, that means that the waiver wire will be hopping. Yeah, so the first big injury, right? Pour some out for our guy, Javante Williams. Uh, man, you, you hate to see it. ACL, torn ACL, done for the season. There was also like some other damage done to his knee. And uh, he's done for the season, man. It's unfortunate because he's only 23 years old. Second season for him. 
and a lot of promise with the Broncos, and, and they got off to a dysfunctional start. Now he's torn his ACL. Uh, the Broncos have picked up Latavius Murray, signed, put in a waiver for him, signed him off the Saints practice squad. Couldn't believe the Saints let go of him. They've also got Melvin Gordon, who's going to step up, but he dealt with some fumbling issues last week. And Mike Boone, who also uh, should, well, it's going to have to step up in this offense. And they're on a short week playing Thursday night against the Colts, who uh, also Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor apparently dodges a bullet. It was initially feared that he had a high ankle sprain, but turned out to be much more manageable low ankle sprain. So he is day-to-day right now. However, with them on a short week, I've got a, a prediction on somebody we should think about looking at at least uh, in the in the short term uh, for both of those teams. Steve uh, on the Broncos is is does Melvin Gordon uh, does Mike Boone does Latavius Murray get you excited at all? Should we even bother looking at any of those guys on eBay? I would say for card investing, probably not. Uh, if you already own. Any of those guys, uh, trading card-wise, it's maybe a good time to list. And if you have them listed already, maybe to promote those listings. Uh, For fantasy purposes, I think those guys could be a speculative ad. If you have Melvin Gordon already as a handcuff, I think that he'll still get a bulk of the work. Uh, But pending any injury to him, you know, those guys would be, you know, thrust into a starting role. So uh, if you got Melvin Gordon as a late pick and uh, everyone paid over the top for uh, you know Javante, then you're reaping the benefits now with this injury. I just poured some out for Javante there. And and you, you know, the, look, this is in, in a beer that intentionally has no label on it, Steve, because apparently it's like 10%. Holy crap, it smells strong as well. That's, that's <laughs> the real silver bullet. Yeah. Like- so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, like, the Broncos right now are a dysfunctional team, and I think Nathaniel Hackett's on the hot seat for his head coaching job already. And you kind of see last week when they when they lost to the Raiders that they're, um, you know, they're scrambling. They're definitely scrambling uh, now two and two. It's like, how are they ever going to get past the Chiefs and the Chargers playing like this in, in their division? I, it's going to be tough, man. And I look at uh, I look at Mike Boone, and I don't really get excited about him. He's a guy that's kind of hung around the NFL. Um, I look at Melvin Gordon and, and how old he's getting, his fumbling issues. I'm not really getting excited about any of these guys. Latavius Murray is now like 33 years old. Mike Boone's 27. He was also undrafted from 2018, so there's probably going to be very few rookie cards. I'm just kind of avoid that backfield altogether. I, I would say one guy that does interest me in buying low that I still think has a future potential is Jerry Judy uh, because of the draft capital, because it, he's still very young and because, you know, there's still a lot of that kind of FOMO element. We could, we could see him have like a monster game with Russ here down the stretch as they kind of have to throw the ball more. And if he has one of those games, I think I definitely think we'll see a direct kind of price spike for him on eBay. So I don't know. I think that's I think that's the best play. I mean, if you're not looking at him, then look at Sutton. Maybe uh, Russell Wilson has taken a big enough dip now that you can kind of buy into a little bit. But I don't know. The Denver Broncos uh, seem to be floundering this year, and I'm looking at their upcoming schedule. It it doesn't get any easier, Steve. I mean, 
it, they get the, the Colts this Thursday night. The Colts haven't been playing great, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about their other issues here in a second. Uh, but then they get the Chargers Monday night football after that. The Jets, like the Jets actually uh, played okay this past Sunday. So we'll talk about the Jets a little bit. Then they get the Jaguars. The Jaguars are now the favorites to win the AFC South. We're going to talk about them a little bit tonight. Uh, then the Titans, who just beat the the Colts, and then the Raiders again. So I don't know, man. This is it, it, I'm looking at games that are all winnable. We thought they would all be winnable from for the Broncos, but now I'm not so sure. I think the passing game, uh, as the season goes on, improves. I mean, it has to if you look at how bad it's been. And I think one key thing is uh, they have been underutilizing KJ Hamler, and they finally are talking about getting him more targets uh, because he hasn't really gotten any. And uh, it's time to take the training wheels off. You know, if he's cleared to play, I, I do know he's coming off of a bad injury. He's young. I know that they're trying to be safe. I get it. But at some point, you got to get, get the guy the ball. He's a playmaker. He's a field stretcher. So uh, if they're not throwing to him, it's just going to be known that he's a decoy. So I think that's just a matter of time until they get him involved. And it'll really help uh, all aspects of their offense go, going forward. That's that's a good play, man. I like that play because he's also a 2020 rookie. He's also very fast, very explosive, and we haven't really seen him fully unlocked either. And he's got one of those big 30 to 40 uh, point fantasy games in him. It's just a matter of are the Broncos going to be in a situation where, uh, you know, they have any shot at the playoffs this year, you know. So it's definitely a situation to kind of keep your guys' eye on. Um you can see the the current trend right now for Russ is very much down. The latest PSA ten auction two eighty five. Oh my gosh! So look at that uh, auction for PSA nine on Russ now Tuesday, and this was last Tuesday night was the last one. Ended for one ten one oh three one oh two. Yeah, so so down big time. A lot of people are uh, really concerned about Russell. Wilson and the Denver Broncos, but that does present an opportunity, like Steve said, to go on eBay, look for uh, 2020 KJ Hamler, look for 2020 uh, Jerry Judy. Um, look oh, at that. Rookie ticket off. Man. And, I, yeah. and maybe you can negotiate even. I mean, that, wow. that's a steal. And it's out of what, 199 So that seems like a great buy, honestly. Mo mosaic mosaic autograph 999 buy it now free shipping so yeah he's been thrust all the way down here's a numbered out of 49 championship ticket auto ending in an hour and a half that's currently only nine dollars and fifty cents with free shipping so talk about that scarcity there there's a zebra print field level 27 dollars ending in an hour and two minutes uh and 20 27 dollars currently so this is a guy that i could see as they have to throw the ball more and more as nathaniel hackett becomes more and more aggressive to try and save his job and just like okay let me put all this pressure onto russell wilson so if we screw up here then it's on russell wilson right if, he, if his efficiency doesn't kick in and what we're going to see potentially is russell wilson airing it out and we know he has that ability to really connect deep um, and it's so he could totally unlock a massive ceiling of KJ Handler, uh, Jerry Judy, or even Cortland Sutton. But the reason why we're first and foremost saying Handler and Judy, because they're younger, they're more explosive, 
they're faster guys. So uh, I'm, in terms of like a, a FOMO, a fear of missing out and just like having that electric type of highlight, these guys could could generate that big time. And, and a lot of primetime matchups for the Broncos this year because of all the offseason signings that they did. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, Russell Wilson. And they're going to have better games. I mean, the, a team of, of that good quality on paper can only underperform so much. And you could say that it's coaching and maybe it is coaching, but at some point they're going to either fire the coach or just remove him from play calling duties. And then you're going to see the offense open up. So, and don't forget that if there's by low opportunities on, on any of these young players or even Russ uh, use it to your advantage because, you know, even though you're excited about all the guys that start, fo- you know, four and all like Jalen hurts, that doesn't really present a buying opportunity. It presents a selling opportunity. Uh, and if you're looking to get into a flippable card or player, you know, you kind of want them to stumble out of the gate so you can get get back in. Yeah, yeah, that presents a fine opportunity to to buy and stash and turn around and sell it in a buy it now and uh, wait and then capitalize on that, especially if you're using that disposable income, uh, which, you know, you, you all should be. So um, I, know, I know Cray is, I know Paul, I know Shelly is, VA, what's good, VA, Beach Collectibles in the house, Asher, Caniglia, um, where I'm going to star your guys' comments. If you have any live questions and you want to post them in the chat, thank you for that, Shelly. We are doing great. And uh, if you guys have any questions, post them in the chat. I'll star them. We'll get to them later on in the stream. Of course, you're going to force my hand if you super chat, then that immediately forces me to put it up on the screen, <laughs> um, as you guys have seen in the past. So the next the next injury I want to talk about is Cordero Patterson. We got to talk about the Atlanta Falcons because they've actually played somewhat decent. And a lot of that, you could say, has been on the running game for the Falcons, led by Cordero Patterson. He finally got the injury bug, bit by the injury bug this weekend, Steve. Heads to IR. He was playing great, man. But uh, he's going to miss at least the next four games with a knee injury here. Uh, the interesting thing is Tyler Algiers, the rookie, right? But he really did not show the juice that the team wanted. So they brought up Caleb Huntley from the practice squad, carried the ball 10 times in week four. Um, Caleb Huntley showed some interesting juice in that game. And I want to see what's available for Caleb Huntley. I also want to talk a little bit about his athletic profile and uh, the kind of the overall outlook here, upcoming schedule for the Falcons. I mean, Algier looked pretty good too. I think he had like a thirty-yard run, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did have a thirty-yard run. Um, so I want to pull up Al Algier's profile. I want to pull up Caleb Huntley here and see if any of these guys are really so. Caleb Huntley's undrafted out of twenty twenty-one, twenty-four years old, a four-seven-seven on his pro day, four-eight-two. I mean. This guy is 5'10", 210 pounds, 54th percentile. So really below average athletic measurables from Ball State University. I doubt he even has any rookie cards. So one of those guys that, uh, I don't know, I don't even know what you can find for him. Maybe, maybe contenders. I mean, that's usually the one place that a guy has a card, but that's not even a guarantee. Some sage stuff. He's got some... He's got some sage stuff is what what I'm finding. Some sage and some hit hit cards. 
It's not it's not a guy that uh, I'm necessarily bullish on picking up, although he did, you know, from a waiver wire perspective, you know, uh, 5.4 yards per carry, you know, uh, 11 rushing attempts, 59 rushing yards compared to Tyler Algier. There's a reason why they brought him up. It's going to be more of a committee approach. Tyler Algier was already a fifth round draft pick from uh, BYU. 5.3 yards per carry on 26 rush attempts. They definitely want to establish the run and run the ball. If I'm looking at uh, his efficiency, though, it's it's not it's not terrible. Yards created per touch, yards above and beyond what was blocked per carry and reception and generated by the runner after first evaded tackle is uh, 3.96. So he, that that's also, though, because he's had uh, not very many touches. Um, he did have that one breakaway run. So I guess if there was one bright spot, there would have to be Tyler Algier because I'm sure that he's got more rookie cards than uh, than Caleb Huntley. I just don't know that I, I – so they're playing the Bucks this weekend at 1 o'clock, and this is like – should be a get-right spot for Tom Brady and, our, and, and the Bucks offense as, you know, they, they did put up uh, 31 points against the Chiefs and we're st- definitely starting to click on offense – and uh, that's that's one of the, the bright spots tonight that I have more confidence in saying, hey, let, go out and buy this car, guy's cards because he's an upcoming breakout. But are you um, are you are you going to throw any any uh, bids out on any of these Tyler Algier cards? I mean, if there's any decent pro uniform ones, I think that the guys, you know, he's already been slept on all season because he's been kind of relegated to a backup role. But I think that. He shows anything over the next four weeks, it could be a viable pickup. I mean, uh, Patterson's not going to play exclusively running back for much longer. I mean, he's already at a certain age, and uh, it could be it could be an interesting play. Honestly, he could end up in a timeshare if he plays well. Yeah, decent uh, decent numbers from BYU. Score is actually out now, Steve. So there is some interesting pro uniform stuff here from Score where you could potentially get in like look at this card it is practice uniform but he does have a a falcons bandana on and it's got that rookie card shield it's got the falcons logo i actually think the score design this year is really clean man i i kind of like it i don't know it just looks very clean not over complicated kind of elegant looks like something that could look pretty good on the wall man i'm not gonna lie yeah no, I think that would look good in like a SGC, little black and white tuxedo. And uh, I, I got to say, unrelated to his playing ability, he's got a dope tattoo, which kind of gives him some extra points. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's it's all about the uh, the aesthetics and the the artistic, uh, you know, um, the 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 art the artwork in the uh, in the cards so that kind of plays into I, it as I will well. Say that this is the first I'm seeing of uh, some of the score stuff. I think it looks ten times better than last year's. I didn't like last year's score at all. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. It looks ten times better than last year. It, it's kind of been the theme of 2021, uh, or I guess I should say tw- this is 2022. But I thought 2021, not score, but 2021. Uh, Prism, Optic, and Select, in my opinion, look better than 2020. 2022 score definitely looks better than 2021. And I think 2021 score looked better than than 2020. 
Um, so it's, I don't know. I, I like where they're kind of going with the designs on this. And I think that would be pretty much your main, your main target right now. Uh, there's some yeah. other stuff from, you know, Do you know if he has a pen pals card, Andy. I don't think so. Cause I'm looking at prestige right here. Uh, elite would have the pen pals and elite does have, uh, him in the turn of the century. Uh, let's see. Ty Tyler Algier pen pals. Nope. At no pen pals. That's a that pop up. You know, I'm actually wondering, um, you know, with what people are paying for the pen pals cards for this year's set, I, I'm wondering if it's going to maybe bolster some of the previous years because they're what people are paying for the pen pals cards currently is pretty high. Yeah, it's pretty high. It's pretty high. Derek, thank you so much for that uh, that super chat. His comment was he wanted everybody to know that, in his opinion, Trey Lance wipes back to front. Um, so appreciate that, bro. Uh, so I'm going to start your comment up here, Justice. All right. All right. All right. I got to, uh, got to refocus myself here. And uh, let's let's talk about yeah, this. I will agree with uh, what you said earlier. I think that the Falcons' offense is performing better than most people expected it to. Uh, but I do agree with Shelley. I, I do think that it's probably time for a change of the guard. I, I think that we haven't seen a lot of greatness from Mariota. Not that we expected it, but uh, they left a lot on the table in, in some of those games. Yeah, that's actually a great take, Steve. I think Desmond Ritter is a very, very good investment right now from a card perspective. You can pick up his XRC, and that is what exactly what I'd be, I would be targeting. We saw Kenny Pickett, who we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, because I know that uh, that, that was actually the elephant in the room I, I was talking about at the beginning, Steve, which I'm sure you, you are because Trubisky's your boy and everything. But um, Desmond Ritter is one of those rookies that Mari that is going to start by the end of the season. I think I'm confident in saying that you're confident. Uh, Shelly, who's a massive Falcons fan, is confident in, in saying that because Marcus Mariota has not played good. And that's a part of the reason why they're leaning on the run game so much. I mean, he's had just a 58 percent completion accuracy through four weeks now. If I look at like his efficiency metrics number 29th amongst quarterbacks in true completion percentage, factoring out unpressured uh, throwaways and drop passes. If I look at his play action, number 23, red zone, number 20, clean pocket, number 23. So not playing good across the board and uh, not utilizing Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts' stock has gone down a lot since the beginning of the season. So it's another guy that I think we should be looking at instead of trying to uh, probably pinpoint the, who's the rookie running back that's going to get all the carries now that Cordell Patterson's out. It's like, let's try and forecast a little bit further out, understanding how much fear of missing out or FOMO drives the market. Now let's try and get some Desmond Ritter exposure right now while he's still probably one of the cheaper, if not the cheapest rookie quarterbacks, because you've got all this attention right now and, and money being spent on Kenny Pickett and Bailey Zappi of the New England Patriots, who may very well get a, a start this um, this upcoming Sunday as well. And Malik Willis is even going more than, than Desmond Ritter right now. So I think Desmond Ritter is uh, uh, should be 
you know, somebody on, on, on your target list for sure. Yeah. And, and even just with those names side by side, I think Ritter is a better investment than Willis. I, I don't think Willis probably plays any games this year pending an injury. Uh, whereas Ritter will probably play some games this year. And, you know, the minute he's anointed starter, you'll see an immediate, uh, bol- you know, bolstering of his, of his value. So, See, now I'm not crazy about Ritter's uh, scorecard because I feel like uh, just from looking at the thumbnail of this, he looks just like Marcus Mariota. Like I looked at the thumbnail, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not Marcus Mariota. No, it is Desmond Ritter. Like you look at him up close. Okay, he's got a tattoo. It's definitely de- the face of Desmond Ritter there, but he just looks like he's holding the ball like Marcus Mariota. Here's yeah, he has a pen pals card, I'm almost certain. Yeah, he has a pen pals. He also has an XRC uh, you know, he's a quarterback. They they, they got to print him in that kind of stuff. So let's let's see what is uh, – I'm curious to see what his uh, Desmond Ritter XRC is currently selling for, and then we'll look at his pen pals real quick before we move on. But, like, okay, $61 ending Wednesday, 1045 or 51. I mean, let's just look at the sold transactions and do a, a quick comp because you saw the sold Kenny Pickett from my video yesterday that I found Oof. was – I mean, $180 for the silver. Yeah, the, the tie-dye mm-hmm. one out of 25 is 700 But in auction right now, 180 So these ones that are ending uh, Wednesday, Thursday this week, I bet you you could probably get them for under this right here. And, yeah, because this one ended – or you probably get around the same price. This one ended the 29th at 325 which was – what last Thursday at 325 p.m. It'll be interesting to see what they go for this this week. The Falcons did manage to get a win. So um let's check out what the what the Kenny Pickett XRCs are going for that right now. They've been going for a lot before he got put into the game. So I could only imagine what they're going for this week. You know, and it's a trendy thing, right? Uh Kenny Pickett is forced into the game. No injury to Trubisky. They were booing him again, man. And and they finally succumbed to the pressure of the hometown boy. They're chanting Kenny. Literally, you could hear it. If you're watching the game, you could hear the, the fans chanting Kenny in the stands. There's only so much pressure that Mike Tomlin and that Steelers front office could take before the, the fans literally start throwing like beer bottles and stuff. And, uh, you know, bum rushing the field to try and, like, take a Trubisky out. Uh, they put Pickett in, man. They put Pickett in. He gets the start. I hate to see it happen that way, Steve. I feel bad for you, man, and Trubisky. But uh, that's how the cookie has crumbled, man. And so well, Pickett's getting his first NFL full start against the Buffalo freaking Bills this Sunday. Now, the Bills' defense is not at full strength, but – even the Bills defense at 75, 80% strength is a formidable defense that's going to be a very, uh, very stout opponent for Kenny Pickett's NFL debut. Yeah, and I think it's going to take more than, you know, three interceptions and a half to, to knock his cards back down to reality. But I'll be honest, I think that his his cards are already overinflated price-wise. So I, I would be a bit cautious because what you're paying for is the – you're paying for hype if you're buying his cards right now. 
seven hundred dollars for an XRC silver, and this, the tie dye ones, the autograph ones, are all over a thousand dollars. You're talking about like the Mac Jones effect, right? If we can call it that. Yeah, I mean, he's the only first round rookie. He's got the Pittsburgh is such a massive market. Uh, it's you know they've been chanting his name. They're they're rabid for a new quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger has been on several podcasts and uh, public interviews that I've seen on on YouTube talking about how uh, he thought Kenny Pickett had a good preseason, which he did, and he picked up hype, and that's why they've been chanting his name. Uh, he's obviously got this chemistry with P George Pickens, Pickett to Pickens. Um, so Pickens had his best game of the season with Pickett out there now. So, you know, that's notable as well. And uh, Trubisky was playing bad, man. The efficiency was not there. It's, it's a variety of reasons. And, yes, Pickett did throw three picks, Steve. But, you know, two of those were deflections. And one of those was uh, a hail mary at the very end of the game that they had. Ooh, I'll, for, I'll forgive the the one at the end of the game. He's I'll got. He's gonna make mistakes because he is a rookie, but he provides that spark, that inspiration, that little jump start that uh, this team needs, and clearly the fan base wanted. So, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see where he goes in in week one. But uh, let's look at Malik Willis because. Honestly, there's potential that um, Malik Willis could start. We've already seen Ryan Tannehill benched once when they got destroyed by the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. Uh, Malik Willis got the start towards the end of the game. It was clearly wasn't ready, but also he got thrust in towards the end of the game against the Buffalo freaking Bills. So I'm looking at his going for about the same as Ritter. Which one would you rather have at 190 bucks? Or I, I think you already said, right? You'd rather have Ritter? Yeah, I think I think that Ritter, it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to start some games this year. I think with Willis, I think the plan from day one, they kind of said he wasn't going to be playing this year. So, and that's fine because he's kind of you know a developmental quarterback. He's got raw talent. He's got arm strength, speed, etc. Uh, but you know he in the preseason got in a, a little bit of a deep water situation with his coach because uh, he wouldn't throw to open receivers. He would just run it. And, uh, you know, you got to run the offense the way the, the team wants you to run it. Otherwise, you won't be on the field. So you know, he, he could maybe have potential down the road. But I think that uh, right now that you could potentially get his cards cheaper as the season goes on. I think the expectation yeah. for people now is they're going to buy thinking he'll play this year. And, you know, come the end of the year, if he's not in yet, you might be able to, you know, grab it for cheap. That's true. It's kind of like the longer you hold out on these guys and they don't play, then the better for you. But at the same time, you run the risk of 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 their the starting quarterback actually playing worse and worse and that pressure mounting. And you know it's only a matter of time before it's the chance start coming out. And just like they did for Kenny Pickett, and that rookie gets his debut, and you see what that does to the cards. And the guy hasn't even started his first game yet, and they're playing against the Bills and the the, uh, the the fans don't care, man. The fans do not care. They want more Kenny Pickett. It could be a bloodbath, Andy. Could be a bloodbath. It could be. It could be. So, um, but uh, we're, we're going to keep uh, moving on here. We talked about Jonathan Taylor. This whole Colts. This whole Colts offense is in trouble, man. Matt Ryan is, is looks so washed up out there. I'm not gonna lie. He did finally build some chemistry with his tight ends in this game, and uh, he, he's got to, man, because 
I mean, they just the Colts. The Colts defense is in trouble as well. Uh, the Jonathan Taylor, like we talked about, dodged what we thought was a high ankle sprain. It looks like it's more of a low sprain. But in in response to this, I'm kind of excited for my Naheem Hines stock. You know, I've got a few Naheem Hines autograph cards in my collections. If he's out there, they they're on a short week, um, so. Jonathan Taylor did not practice yesterday. Uh, I don't even know if he practiced today. Steve, I don't know if you have an update on that. He may have practiced. If he did, it was very limited. And they're playing on Thursday night football against the Broncos. So I think this is a perfect situation for us to see what a ceiling could look like for Naheem Hines. Let's go, Naheem Hines. No, I think that uh, he's a great player. Here's an interesting trade I made in, in my keeper league, actually. Uh and this is pre-injury, mind you. So this was a great move for both of us. I traded Naheem Hines uh, for uh, who did I trade him for? Uh, wow, total brain fart. But anyway, I traded him away for a rookie receiver to add some depth to my team and uh, to a team that had Jonathan Taylor. And now I bet he's really happy he made that deal with me because uh, he could be without his running back this week. I think for the Colts, though, that the biggest surprise isn't Matt Ryan um, and his lack of production. I think it's got to be the lack of production from Jonathan Taylor and the lack of production from their defense, which is what got them to the playoffs last year. So I think that everything's going to kind of come together all at once. Ryan started to look a little bit better, right? He's got what he throw for like 330 this week or last week. I can't remember. Um, but I, I think a lot of it, um Heinz is an integral part of that game and he's going to be a big part of the passing game whether he starts or not but if Taylor's out you know he's going to get more carries and that's just going to naturally boost his value up yeah and no, all that's uh that's a great point man uh great point yeah the uh game log so last week Tennessee Matt Ryan did have 73 percent completion 356 passing yards so they're getting more aggressive two passing touchdowns uh, if I look at the metrics here and look at what the protection rate is, number 18th. So number 18th protection rate, um, you know, Michael Pittman did miss that, that game against Jacksonville where they got beat pretty bad. Um, I look at Jonathan Taylor. You're right. It's been underperforming. His stock has continued to go down since the start of the season. Uh, he's only put up. 328 rushing yards this year on 81 attempts, a four yard per carry mark. That's over a yard lower than what he was in 2021. Currently the RB 23. And let's look at that, uh, that the um, yards created like his, his protection rate uh, behind that offensive line. Not good. He has he, a decent amount of evaded tackles uh, at 24, which ranks him ninth among running backs. But yards per touch, only 4.1. That's number 47. Yards created, 181. So not um, expected points added, terrible. Negative 20, which puts him at a number 117. 117. Run block rating, that's what I was looking for. Uh, the run block rating of the Colts right now, number 42, not not good. It puts him at number 42 amongst running backs, so not good at all. And opponents have been, 
they they've been uh, stuffed runs number three. So he's had a 22.2% stuff run rate because people have been kind of expecting them to run the ball and uh, they just have not, have not uh, lived up to expectations, man. So I think this is a good opportunity here for Naheem Hines to have a big game Thursday night, but you look at the division, man, if you're trying to project for the playoffs and stuff now, you kind of have to look at the Jags. They've moved all the way from being last in that division to now being projected as the front runners to win the AFC South, Steve. They've looked good at times. They have. Um, honestly, I, I do think that it's going to kind of come down to the wire, kind of like, uh, you know, the Bears, Packers, Vikings, Lions. I think it's going to be like there's not like a clear-cut team that really jumps off the page. Um They've all performed either equally as good or equally as bad, depending on what week you're looking at. And uh, I still think the Colts take it. It's just a matter of time before they put it together. But there's definitely some upside play on the Jaguars. You know, they've showed that they actually have it together a bit. Um, it's a young core, and they're going to take a little time to continue to gel. But, you know, I don't think Lawrence is going to fumble two, three times a week either. Oh yeah, like you did in the in the rain game, a little wet in Philadelphia. Yeah, you you know you could say yeah, it was the weather or whatever the case is, but I mean yeah, they just yeah. ran into a buzzsaw, superior defense. I mean you look at the Eagles right now, and this is my take. I mean you just look at the Eagles; they're one of the best teams in the NFL, holistically on both sides of the ball. Yeah, both absolutely. sides. It's so dominant. Um, little, little dip in Trevor Lawrence cards, you know, after the, the way they've, they finished, um, you know, prior to the last week, they're you know, coming off that win in LA and a little bit of a, of a letdown this past week in Philly. Uh, you know, I saw this card spike up what to a thousand bucks, 760, not a, not a big dip on a card that rare. You still see some going for, for 820 still a lot of money for trevor lawrence's rookie ticket autos and then if you if you go down like to what is his optic hollow steve i still feel like it, it's a little too expensive for my taste um and in, in their upcoming schedule yeah that one's not too bad i i do agree though i think that um Here's the thing: is if you're if you're a believer in the guy, it's you know maybe thirty dollars is a, a reasonable play. I, I just think that there's better buys at that price point. Or 50, fifty bucks. I mean, look, fifty, sixty, seventy. So that's that's quite a bit of money on a on a twenty twenty one. Like Jalen Waddles, Devonta Smith's cards, uh, the same card has had trouble getting up to even twenty dollars. But he's a first round number one overall draft pick quarterback. They do have the Texans at home this week. So another divisional matchup. The Texans have not played good at all, Steve. So this is a this is a smash spot for them to really come out, assert their dominance. Their defense has played good as well for the Jags. So I expect the Jags to win this game. Um, then they get the Colts. So they've got two divisional matchups back-to-back. You, you got to think if they win both of these games, he's going to continue to rise in the Vegas odds for like comeback player of the year, like best turnaround, 
Uh, if he continues to play good, I like the weapons. Um, you know, Jamal Agnew stepped in and kind of and for an injured Zay Jones and played really well this past week. Christian Kirk, they're getting every cent. He's he, they paid him out of that big contract. Travis Etienne has really been the only guy that's underperformed in that offense. And I'm just I think it's a matter of time. Like I think Travis Etienne has looked a little. He's looked underwhelming out there, no doubt about it. But I think he's been he's looked a little bit like a, a rookie, or he's looked a little undersized. And I, I think it's just a matter of time before he kind of gets his footing and his confidence in the NFL. And we know how explosive he is. So I think once he starts to develop that chemistry and, and kind of the the vision and, and making those quick decisions on what the defensive line and the offensive line the protection is giving him instead of always trying to like bounce it outside and trying to, you know, break runs up the middle, like James Robinson does. Um, we saw that when they got behind in this game, Steve, looking at the utilization, uh, Travis Etienne was used almost exclusively in the, uh, the two minute offense in the hurry up and catch up mode. Like he got almost all the carries in the second half of this game. Um, and James Robinson wasn't hardly used at all. So I think it is clear that Travis Etienne is more of their satellite back. And, man, I mean, if, if anything happened to James Robinson, that would lead to a massive opportunity. But he's still going to get opportunity regardless in this offense. I think it's only a matter of time before he breaks off on a few big plays. And the Jaguars are kind of ascending this year. I think they're they're <laughs> very possible could win the AFC South, Steve. And uh, ETN could end up ripping off some pretty big games towards the end of the year. And I kind of kind of want to get me some ETN exposure. I think he could be pretty cheap right now. Yeah, I think he probably is. And at least compared to what he was going for before the season started, because everyone was just assuming that he was going to come out of the gate and smash. But that's pretty much been the opposite of the, of the case. Uh, if you can find some some deals, absolutely go for it, because he's got, like you said, nowhere to go but up. Uh, but I don't know, man, uh, I'm not feeling like the hundred dollar rookie ticket autos. I feel like you can get, there you go. Yeah. Look at that $20. I mean, that, that's a good buy, right? That has room to grow. And I'm not sure that's what that went at. Cause it, it see how it says one bid best offer accepted. Oh, I see. So I think this is actually one where you got to take it and you got to go over to, um, to one thirty point to see what it comped out at. But are you um, are you feeling any of the other skill position players? Or are you pretty much trying to see what the market gives you in a sense? Like, uh, look at Christian Kirk, look at Zay Jones, look at uh, Travis Etienne, James Robinson. Are you James Robinson truther? I think you are, aren't you? I love James Robinson. Yeah, I I picked up quite a few rookie ticket autos of his. None none of the uh, scarcer ones, but base ones and I you know I got them when they were still like in the single dollar uh price point so oh there you go look at those Andy yeah okay so I I did look it up and it was accepted for 29.50 yeah a great deal man September 18th uh 26 dollars so this is this is a great time to start trying to look, strike look, on look Travis Etienne look at the fourth one the fourth one 15 dollars man September 17th September 17th. So that See, was a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, that was on a Saturday. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's room to grow in, in, in most of those, you know, I would say like 25 
and under would be a good target price right now. And James Robinson is still uh, very cheap as well. Of course, these guys are running backs, and you know they're not as uh, <laughs> sought after in the card world as they are in fantasy football. He's a 2020 rookie. Oh, 2020, yeah. Like eBay kind of helped me out. You see how that that nice eBay algorithm there helped, <laughs> helped me out. Yeah, wow, James Robinson, pretty cheap. Yeah, that's cheap. He's currently he's the going, RB. He's going for less than the guy that he's outplaying, if that makes any sense. He's already had four breakaway runs. Well, you know, it's 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 the um, it's the age. You know, third year player versus second year player. The, uh, James Robinson doesn't have the college resume that Travis Etienne has. Travis Etienne has first round draft capital. James Robinson was undrafted, you know, and, and now you look, I mean, this is, this is the whole thing, man. It's the whole storyline played with Trevor Lawrence in college. James Robinson kind of walks off uh, the street, went to L- Illinois state, but uh, I look at their, the metrics this year, man, the, the numbers are there for James Robinson uh, Four breakaway runs, that's number six amongst running backs, you know, 4.5 yards per touch. Not bad, but he's really created the yards when he needed to. Um, and he's he's been the running back in the positive game script situations. When they get down, it's more Travis Etienne. So I expect as they go through the season and game situations become tighter, and they're trying to really win these games. I expect to see some more Travis Etienne, and I expect him to have some of these bigger games, Steve. And uh, I think it's just a matter of time. So he's kind of my guy that I am. Uh, I'm targeting there. He's still getting a 40% opportunity share, 43.5% snap share. So it's not too much in in James Robinson's favor. It really is dependent on the game script. Yeah, and, and like we say every week, you know, it's every card, any, any investment card is price dependent. You know, there's almost any player could be a buy at the right price. So I think $20 for a numbered rookie ticket auto is a home run. That's a no doubter. No, no, no doubter. You said no doubter, no brainer. Oh, same thing. Same, same thing. thing. It's a buy. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's going on, Paul? In the chat, I started one of your your comments up that I want to mention. So Tua, the the whole the whole saga from last week, Steve, that I know you're following. Everybody's following it. The Tua concussion uh, saga that uh, that I hope you know he reco- has a full recovery. But he's ruled out for this Thursday night's game, and or not Thursday night game, but this weekend's game. Um, I got to see who they're playing. I totally forgot. You know. I- I honestly think that that's, uh, you know, he he passed, his his tests came back clean. I think that they're holding him out more of like, as like a statement than uh, than anything else. Because if he if he passed his tests and he's he should be cleared, honestly, even I watched a couple independent doctors. I think somebody might might have posted it on the Discord, but honestly, he's he's fine to play. But I think that after the the whole big deal they made about it, it did it did look bad. Let's be honest. I think that they're doing it more, more of like a um, an optic play than anything else. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, it did look bad, and that uh, that totally makes sense. So they're playing the Jets this weekend, 
in New York. And Zach Wilson actually looked pretty decent in his first start back. And of course, you know, the common theme there is got great weapons. Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, two of the best wide receivers in the league. And uh, and the Jets, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis uh, having a pretty good season so far. And you got some really good running backs there in New York with Brees Hall and Michael Carter. Brees Hall, in terms of utilization, is taking over that backfield. So he is one guy I definitely want to look at real quick to see if there's been any movement in because he's been a guy that you guys been uh, watching. If you're subscribed to the channel, then you saw me uh, open a silver prism XRC and a uh, purple ink pen pal, Steve. So purple ink pen pals, I, I opened a Brisol. They're inspired Ooh. by you, brother. I love it, man. I love those. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater's getting a start this weekend against the Jets for Miami. And the play here to me is not Teddy Bridgewater, Steve. I want to hear what you think about this. But if Bailey Zappi can come out and look halfway decent for the Patriots and lean on their skill position players, which in New England, it's their running backs and Damian Harris and Ramadre Stevenson. And, and, you know, just dial up that run game, baby. Um, you know, with the occasional throw out to Devontae Parker or something. But with Miami, you've got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And then if you want, you know, I'm sure Mike McDaniels can scheme up a nice little run with Raheem Mostert, his buddy, or Chase Edmonds. And you just got these incredible skill position players. So I don't really care if it's Teddy Bridgewater or the guy that I really want to get a couple of because of the whole FOMO element in the hobby is Skylar Thompson. I want to touch on the Zappy thing. Let's just not forget that they almost beat Green Bay. Almost. The guy was a third-string quarterback, also a rookie, and they almost beat Green Bay. It's pretty pretty respectable. You know, he didn't, like, light the scoreboard up by any means, but, you know, neither did Mac Jones coming out of the gates, and he saw what happened with his card values. Could you oh, imagine yeah. the storm that would come if he was – for some reason, put as the starter for the rest of the year, what that would do to the Mac Jones market. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Mac, Mac Jones market has already gone down so much, man. Uh, he, he just just based since the, the rumors were swirling in the preseason. I mean, you look at the percentage change in his 2021 Prism PSA 10 down 40%, based on his PSA 10 down 23%. Uh, I mean, just just down, down, down across the board. I'm I want to even be interested to look at what his 2021 Mac Jones rookie ticket autos are now going for, and then compare that to what like a Bailey Zappi autograph card is is going for these days. Because I know that the Mac Jones, I think, is going to be down somewhere in this Zach Wilson. Yeah, Oof. look at that man, so low. Wasn't workloads going for like seven, eight hundred? Not too oh, long. Oh, yeah. I, I remember Derek Richard, I think, sniped one way back, maybe in March, April time period. He probably sold it right away to his local card shop, but he spot one for like six or seven hundred bucks. And uh, you now look at like somebody accepted a, a offer there on an optic, probably for a little bit over two hundred dollars, man. And so now I want to compare what the uh, the 2022 Bailey Zapp, the fresh meat, um, and and everybody's been like, uh, who is 
who is Bailey Zappi this week? And you know, it's it's the run game, man. I mean, uh, yeah, you look at the look at the box score and look at the the film, and you're right. This game did go to overtime. Um, it it really shouldn't have, <laughs> but it did. <laughs> and you know, you gotta gotta credit the the New England Patriots coaching staff, the run game, and Bailey Zappi, who's able to become a, a game manager for these guys. And, I mean, it's not crazy, the year one lumin, uh, luminance here with the year one and the RC. It's an interesting play. It, it's potentially a high-risk one, but the upside is really high. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the upside is really high if he were to draw a couple starts in a row or in an even more elaborate situation, get anointed starter. I mean, you'd have Mac Jones mania all over again, but with this guy. I wonder if he's got an XRC. Oh, he does. He does? Let's see what oh, that sucker's yeah, going I've, for. I've been keeping an eye on those, but... 410. Well, that's considerably lower. Okay, 200 bucks. So it's right in that Ritter um, Malik Willis range. I'd like and... to point out that last week, though, Andy, I think they were going for like 120, 150, maybe. Interesting. So, yeah, this guy's a fourth round, late fourth round draft pick from Western Kentucky. Not impressed. I mean, he almost looks identical to Mac Jones. You know? Talk about Ritter being a clone of Marcus Mariota. Bailey Zappi's a clone of Mac Jones. Yeah, look at that, Steve. Uh, October 3rd. Actually, this is October 3rd. Wow, dude. This is October 3rd and buy it now. October 3rd and buy it now. And these were October 3rd auctions ending for almost $100 more on the XRC uh, the, the the buy it now is going for closer to a hundred, and the the auction selling for over two hundred, yeah. which is wild, man. There's just people buying uh buying twenty twenty two rookies. You see uh, now you see yeah them. wow 80, October first eighty six before that game, they were happy. two digit cards three digit cards barely they were man and somebody somebody has made over a hundred percent profit on the Bailey Zappi XRCs already buying them in that little little window so you don't know because these cards are being actively ripped out of of select hobby boxes right now and there's a ton of select hobby boxes making its way uh being broken every night i'm sure there's a hobby box break of select going on right now so you know if one of those gets pulled and whoever gets it listen on ebay yeah they may not know what they have in terms of how much they could potentially get for it if you could buy one for about a hundred, even a hundred fifty, I think you could flip it this weekend, uh, Steve, on this little tiny Bailey Zappy uh, hype spike. Which hey, we don't we don't know how long it could last, but we at least know right now, heading into this uh, this weekend, that um, it's it's lit for him, man. The Lions at home this weekend. The ceiling <laughs> is. Real high. We've seen it already with uh, Patriots quarterbacks. If there's anything that happens in this guy's favor, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride. We know that already. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. You got to if you're doing the Bailey Zappy thing, th this could be interesting. We just saw Geno Smith look like uh, freaking Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> 
uh, against or Aaron Rodgers against the Lions this past week. And not that's no knock on Geno Smith. He's actually playing freaking incredible this year. And he's a guy that I'm like actively looking like I I guess I just kind of like him starting to like the guy, man. He's he's growing on me a lot. And, uh, you know, so no knock on him. You can get his rookie ticket auto still for like fifty dollars in a buy it now situation. And they're the Lions are playing the Patriots, though, to, to bring it back to Bailey Zappi here. They're playing the Lions. And I just think that the Lions offense is so good that they're going to put up a bunch of points on this Patriots defense i know the patriots defense is defense and jack jones has been playing good but if they get on ross st brown back uh, dj chark so that's another interesting injury storyline to follow right steve is what's going on with amon ross st brown dj chark deandre swift although jamal williams balled the freak out this past week uh, amazing stiff arm put a ton of numbers tj hogginson stepped up nicely josh reynolds stepped up big time so it's like Jared Goff, good offensive line, good supporting cast. He's going to get the most out of these guys this year. They're going to play aggressive. They're going to play fast. They're going to put up points on the Patriots. And what that's going to do is force the Patriots to try and respond. And uh, Bailey Zappi maybe opened up a little bit in this game, man. I know it's not in the cards for Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick to open it up with Bailey Zappi, but hey, man, this could be the opportunity, and the Lions' defense is bad. So what if Bailey Zappi comes out and looks pretty decent against a bad Lions uh, defense and actually comes out of this game with a lot more hype than what he what he goes into it with? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Lions' defense has been a pretty big letdown when, when Goff goes for 378, four touchdowns, and they lose – you can't, you know, you can't put it on anybody but the defense at that point. So, you know, for them to win games, that defense is going to have to at least force turnovers or something because he's just, I mean, Goff's playing great. Uh, they've shown that they have the depth, you know, to excel even when, when uh, you know, their best guys are, are out of the lineup. So, you know, I wouldn't be too worried about their offense. But if that, if that defense doesn't show up every other week at least – you know, they could let opposing teams, through, you know, put some major points up, like in this case with uh, Geno Smith. Absolutely. Man, I wish uh, – the bringing it back to the Miami Dolphins, I wish that Skylar Thompson had an XRC just because I think he's an incredible stash. He had a much better preseason than, um, than Teddy Bridgewater. In fact, he would have beat Teddy Bridgewater on the depth chart, and we know this Miami team – is in a situation right now to be very competitive this year. And they've got the great skill position players. They've got Mike McDaniels, who, you know, people are, are you know, touting as he's looking like he was the mastermind in San Fran. Uh, or at least he learned a lot of, of those good skills from Kyle Shanahan and his, you know, his tenure. Uh, so, dude, they're they're three and one, right? They're tied with the Bills at three and one in the AFC East. You've got to think that if Teddy Bridgewater can not get it done, he starts to screw up at all. They're gonna roll Skylar Thompson out there, man, and give this kid a shot with that supporting cast. We don't know how long Tua is gonna be out. We don't know if Tua is gonna then get knocked out that easily again. Like that's one take that I have, Steve, is that if and I get it back to back, you know, got one the Sunday and then the Thursday. And I get it. 
maybe that was what kind of snowballed and, and, and led to the, how severe that concussion was. But at the same time, he does get hurt pretty easy. And if he gets hurt again, I could see them rolling out Skylar Thompson and he, he's worth a stash at like being able to buy uh, an autograph card. You can see that there's really only the leap, the pro set, the Bowman U first, the uh, prestige. That's all I'm seeing. I'm not seeing score. There's an elite turn of century. I'm not seeing pen pals. I'm not seeing XRCs. I'm not seeing a lot of the other usual uh, cards from these other guys. So definitely, you know, something to look at there. I'm not, you know, and I know you aren't either a big proponent of the, the college stuff, but like the gold Bowman U auto that we saw, I mean, that's just a great looking card. I mean, if maybe you're a fan of the guy already and, uh, you know, and you're maybe thinking about an investment card. I mean, that's, that is the kind of card that if he's in the college uniform could still make you some money realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Especially totally. when there's not pro uniform options. Total, yeah, Totally. Uh, but look for him. Look for him in score. I'd be I'd be curious to see if he comes out and score. I would think so. But yeah, that gold refractor out of fifty for one eighty. If opportunities like that come up again, you can equate a gold refractor out of fifty autograph uh, to one of these XRCs. I mean, card's gold. It's got autograph. It's got the serial number. It's got that first logo at the top right. It's that's a good safe card to have for him. Um, and uh, yeah, def definitely something to look at, especially if you're a Miami fan and you want to have contingencies for your Tua investments, then this is a great candidate to look at. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to drive any FOMO, even if he has a great game. You're going to see like, you know, two or three sold transactions on him. There's going to be a few people that get excited, but that's it. It's not going to drive any significant demand to really drive prices up. Whereas Skylar Thompson being a rookie, uh, even if he is a seventh round rookie, just being a rookie and we saw him have those kind of glimmers of of success in the preseason, then he could drive some serious uh, FOMO for, for the offense. Definitely agree. And we know what happens when quarterbacks get starts. Card values go way up. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, no, another injury this week, going back to the Colts, which we touched on earlier, and I didn't mention that Traylon Burks has turf toe, unfortunately. So he now becomes a guy who, for me, is going to be a primary snipe target uh, just to stash, right? He's obviously not going to help your fantasy teams. Like the, the action item for turf toe is he could end up on IR. Like there's really no healing process for it other than rest. So, you know, he becomes a guy that you've got to snipe. He's got XRE, XRCs. He's got pen pals. He's got the whole nine yards with first-round draft capital. So he's a guy that I'm stashing in the collection, Steve. Uh, I'll be targeting him over the next few weeks as I think the Titans are, you know, they're okay, but I don't really see them making it far uh, in the playoffs if they get past the Jaguars, which would be a fun storyline to follow this year. Yeah, but they're always one of those teams that we always uh, underestimate and then they somehow make a run late in the year. So I think it's too early to count them out. Yeah, definitely too early. Definitely want to have some Traylon Burks stashed. Robert Woods is going to be the wide receiver one for the foreseeable future till Burks comes back. Derrick Henry's a guy, in my opinion, that's too expensive to really target. Of course, maybe stash some Malik Willis's if you can get those at good deals and he's got the whole 
uh, rookie product that we just talked about. Rashad Bateman for the Baltimore Ravens has a foot injury. This opens the door big time. We saw once again in clutch situation when it came down to the wire. Um, and of course, Bateman wasn't out there at that point, but they really, the, the Bills really covered Mark Andrews well in this game. And Lamar Jackson was forced to, to go to none other than Devin freaking Duvernay, who I know uh, Bob, Bob, Boggy17 out there is a big fan of Duvernay, uh, has held some national treasures. I think he sold one for big profit as Duvernay has been balling out this year. But I think this opens the door big time for uh, for Devin Duvernay in, in the upcoming week, depending on how much time Rashad Bateman misses here. We could, I mean, they're playing very aggressive. So I want pieces of this Baltimore offense. You saw Josh J.K. Dobbins even in his second game back having a couple touchdowns, getting getting involved in this game. I want pieces of this Ravens offense as they're just they're just really good, man. And uh, I mean, I already got my uh, Lamar Jackson exposure. I've got a Devin Duvernay rookie ticket auto, but I may be looking to double down. I think he's a guy that you should uh, try and pick up. They they get the Bengals. This weekend, Sunday night football, Steve, in Baltimore. That's a shootout game if if I've ever kind of seen one on paper. Bengals at, at Baltimore, divisional game. We saw what Joe Burrow did to Baltimore last year down the stretch. I think I feel like <laughs> Joe Burrow. There. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Joe Burrow's kind of in that mindset right now where people were down and out on him after starting 0-2 and, and, and they've been accelerating and kind of getting back into that groove. T. Higgins had a monster game last week, dude, torched the, the, the Miami secondary. Um, one of those was that big play against Xavier uh, Howard, so one of an all-pro corner, and I'm like, okay, this Ravens secondary is a, is a weakness. It, 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 the Bengals offensive line can offer Joe Burrow some protection uh, through the interior, you know, get some blocks on Patrick Queen and whatnot, man, get, give Joe Burrow some time. And then on the other side, you got Lamar Jackson. Like I want Devin Duvernay exposure going into this game. So if you don't have any, I think now is a great time to kind of, to kind of get in on that. I think an important point to make uh, on both T Higgins and Duvernay is, guys we've been touting for quite a while. So uh, T Higgins is actually starting to get to the point now where um, his cards are getting rather expensive. And I, and I, in my opinion, they should have already been there. Right. Uh, but I, I did actually sell a few T Higgins this week and Duvernay, uh, Duvernay's are still looking like they're still pretty affordable. I think 10 bucks is just, that's almost like free money. If you're getting rookie ticket autos at 10 bucks, in my opinion. So it, I think as the season goes on, they may have to lean on him more and more. If, if Andrews is going to be double, triple covered, um, Bateman's forced to miss any time. He's out there in an offense where they're just producing a lot of touchdowns. It's, it's only a matter of time until he has that blow up game. And we know what that happens. You know what happens after the blow up game? The rookie yeah, ticket man. autos fly off the shelves. Fly off the shelves, and Duvernay has showed to have incredible hands. And it's not only that, man, this guy returns kicks. I mean, he returned a kick for a touchdown uh, two weeks ago against Miami. So it's like he's got that ability as well. And it's like he's just going to keep showing up, man. Third round draft pick out of Texas. Had a big college target share in Texas. Was pretty dominant. Uh, the guy's just good. He's fast. Runs at 4-3-9. In the, in the Ravens offense, Lamar's throwing the ball. Incredible this year. Made a couple mistakes late in this game. Not worried about Lamar. He's still got elite rushing and passing upside. 
I want pieces of this Baltimore offense. The coaching is so good. The defense is not great. So they're going to be in a lot of shootout scenarios. It's kind of like the, um, the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Like the defense is good, but not great. And they're going to be in a lot of shootout scenarios. So like, give me Devin Duvernay rookie ticket autos all day long for ten to fifteen dollars. Look at these transactions, Steve. This is just crazy. Did, that is just do that one out of uh, twenty-seven that went for like thirty-seven dollars. That's just that's crazy. Or it, yeah, twenty-seven $40. out of twenty-seven forty. Massive steal, massive. And this is right now. So like, if we get out of this and just look at the um, look at the buy now, like. Uh, 1999 plus a dollar shipping not afraid of that at all all of this stuff for for duvernay right now and there's a uh very nice you know we talk about color match a lot like contenders has a purple pulsar and there's tons of sets that have uh purple uh, variations so you know that's the kind of thing you want to look at too maybe if you get lucky find the jersey number but uh the purple will be an easier find uh, than a jersey number yeah and just a lot of shootout games coming for for the ravens they're going to be right in the thick of it another team that's going to be in the thick of it down at at the, at the end of the season in the stretch when it comes time for crunch time the playoffs i just want duvernay he's he's ascending he's on a great team and his cards are so cheap right now what to get him before the supply on these uh, disappear and duvernay is no longer uh just a screaming buy low you know i definitely concur with that statement he's, he's still at a good price where you can you know get in and, and uh you know make a flip all right so back to the rookies this is a big one so talking about good offenses the the bills just squeaked out the win over the ravens i want to talk about khalil shakir on the buffalo bills because Jamison Crowder is out indefinitely, suffered a broken ankle on Sunday, so he's likely to miss the rest of the season. Isaiah McKenzie is dealing with a concussion. Gabe Davis, if you look at the film, clearly is still not 100% healthy. He's still dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, he just he was out there, but he was not moving super fast. Uh, he wasn't able to cut on routes and really work the routes well, so it's really Stefan Diggs. They're using Gabe Davis still in a limited capacity. He'll eventually get healthy, but they got to have a guy out of the slot here. And if McKenzie's out, uh, Crowder's out indefinitely. The rookie Khalil Shakir uh, should act, act, come, step up in the slot. They're clearly developing him to play everywhere, but with these guys now out on injuries, uh, Shaquille Khalil Shakir, <laughs> Tupac Shakir may get some run there. So um, I definitely want to get some rookie exposure to him. And that's who I'm going to look up right here. If what he's got. That's the whole thing about right. the new fresh face rookie effect is, uh, you know, their, their values will stay relatively steady despite uh, even a lack of production. But get juiced out of their mind when they have one good game. So something to keep in mind it's a little bit less of an effect for a second year guy and even less for a third year guy etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh, you know everyone wants the new hot thing and uh, you know the bills have a big market size so you know one big game yeah. out of going to do you know wonders for his cards i know there's not a lot of them out there but there's definitely quite a few um, at least pro uniform ones 
Oh yeah, I mean, like, look at this one right here. Prime, prime target. Obviously, uh, Khalil Shakir's got some cards and score. I think this is a perfect target because you got him into Bill's uniform, Bill's logo, uh, rookie card shield, the top right. We got an autograph here, artist proof from score, numbered out of thirty-five autograph, ending tomorrow at seven thirty. Currently only fifteen fifty. Uh, so you're gonna find a lot of these auction. Like, here's another gold zone. Here's a couple gold proofs. You got turn of the century from elite. Uh, Do you have it up on the screen, Andy? We're not seeing it over here. Oh, I didn't. I didn't share. Okay, my bad. My bad. All right. So, so check it out. Here is the here's the blue artist proof. I was looking at right here. Ooh, that's ending right. tomorrow at seven thirty. Nice one. That's nice, right? That's nice. And any so, anything you know, blue, blue or red is going to be like a nice color match. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be very nice color match. And you got gold, you got gold stuff out for him right now that's ending in just a couple days. Uh you definitely have the leaf. You got your leaf options, your leaf flash. You got some cards from Luminance here with the RC shield and some of that cursive text. I would really stay away from some of this, you know, wild card mat and even the leaf stuff, unless it's like really rare and we get, get that autograph, get the serial number. The college ticket auto stuff is nice. This stuff is very liquid. Here's numbered out of 99 ending Saturday at six. So I like all this stuff that's ending before the game, because I think he could come out of this next game with a, uh, with a lot of hype. And uh, that, that definitely gets me excited. I just, I want pieces of this bill's offense even if it is very speculative. And uh, this guy did have some very interesting uh, prospect numbers from college. So the way I'm looking at it, they got the Steelers at home this weekend. Uh, I, I think Minka Fitzpatrick got injured in this, this past week. He's questionable. That's their number one defensive, like secondary component for Pittsburgh. Plus you still have T no TJ Watt. The, I don't see any problem with the Bills picking apart the Steelers' defense. And even if Minka's there, he'd probably be primarily covering Stefan Diggs. So, I mean, Khalil Shakir could definitely open up in this game. We've seen how they've utilized McKenzie over the past couple of weeks. And if Khalil Shakir is going to take that McKenzie role, if he puts up a game similar to the way McKenzie did, uh, not this past week, but the week prior uh, against Miami – Man, watch out, dude. I mean, it's we're gonna see massive price spike in in uh, Shakir's cards. This is kind of like his his opening little shot here. They get the Chiefs uh, next week, Steve. So they get the Chiefs October sixteenth, then the Packers. So I'm just I'm liking this upcoming schedule for the Bills. I'm also liking the rookies' chances to get some nice run here in the next couple of weeks. I dig it. I dig it. I wouldn't go too heavy on them. I think it's a, a speculative play, but it does have upside. And if he's going to be, you know, wide receiver three for that team for the foreseeable future, there's definitely some room to grow for sure. I don't know how sustainable, but there's room to grow. Yeah, like I look at this gold zone number six out of 50 here for nine ninety nine and a buy it now. And I'm like, OK, with the limited availability, these auctions could end pretty high. Um, this is a good card to have right here. I could easily flip this for double like entry level. You've got a low budget. I could pick this up for 10 and feel very confident in listing it at 19.99 and I'll 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 get better pictures out of this cuz I feel like this gold, you can see it kind of shining here on the bottom right. Under better lighting, I think you can definitely get this card to pop a little bit more and also put it in a one touch and now all of a sudden you're listing it at 19.99. 
with the same dollar plain white envelope shipping, all of a sudden I'm doubling my money on that and to buy it now, somebody buying it this Sunday because there's very few cards and a lot of them are in auction, not buy it now, Steve. So that's, that's for me, like that's an easy kind of boom, little strike entry level strike right there. Yeah. It's got the gold effect. It's got the rookie card logo. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can look at um, some gold sta standard stuff, but that's going to be, you know, really rare stuff. And in auction, a lot of these cards are all going to auction right now so there's an autograph one 49.99 or best offer though i'd be interested to see what this guy would take on that gold standard right there because that looks nice that gold standard right here numbered out of uh 49 for 49.99 in uh buy it now it does have some nice little color match trim to it i like it man i like it um i haven't bought a lot of 2022 yet um I did buy a Jaquan Brisker, and I, I did buy a non-pro uniform one because it was autoed, but uh, I'm very happy with my purchase for, for six bucks. Well, you know who's coming back soon, man. You better get that wallet ready because your boy Brian Robinson, I know you were picking him up even after he took two gunshot uh, <laughs> gunshot wounds to his and lower body. I got body. clown for it. I did. Well, he's coming back, man. The the The... He's been medically cleared to play, and the team is activating him off of the NFI list. They have 21 days to put him on the active roster, so expect to see him sometime in the next three weeks. He should be stashed everywhere. And that means he needs to be stashed in our collection. Uh, and I know, the, the okay, look, it's the commanders, right? So there's a the potential there that it's not – all that we expect, you know, but the thing is he's the rookie he's from Alabama and he's got this comeback story after taking two gunshots to his lower body. He's going to have an incredible story. They're going to highlight him on the media. So even if the commanders are still only have one win at that point, like he's going to get media hype. He's going to get coverage. Uh, they're going to be talking about him. He's a guy that I think you could still buy low right now with a, a nice potential, to flip whenever he does get back on the field because he's a good running back. I think that uh, not that Wentz has played. He's, he's shown flashes of, of playing good, but he's showed a lot of errors too. But I think that, you know, Robinson gives them a, an actual run game. Gibson's kind of stumbled out of the gates. I think Gibson gets put back into a role that he's better suited for, and that's kind of like change of pace slash wide receiver, which is, I think, where he'll excel. Not, not so much between the tackles, but I think Brian Robinson gives them an actual chance of, of winning. And that division is just a hot mess right now. So who knows what could happen? Yeah, you could see that, um, you know, okay, this is a guy that his college uniform cards are going to be very relevant. Went to Alabama, you know, some solid day two draft capital behind him. Uh, I do think I see Messiah's comment here. And, and you you just uh, hit the nail on the head there, Steve. He's going to get at least 50 to 60% of the carries. Maybe not right out of the gate week one because they're going to obviously test his <laughs> legs out and see you know how healthy he is and everything. But, of, of course, obviously he's going to get in multiple practice runs and everything like that before he gets into an actual game. But if he's, if he's good to go, they're going to give him 50 to 60% of the carries. They like him a lot. Ron Rivera likes this guy. There is a reason why this guy steamed up draft boards before the season, why he all of a sudden was becoming the clear 
like positive game script, RB1. Like he was their between the tackles guy. He was going to be this first and second down running back. And um, yeah, man, I expect him to get a lot of run. And I'm, I'm looking at the cards here from Gold Standard, even Ooh. seeing some stuff from like Elements. That. I know there's some Elements fans out there, Steve. Maybe I even love yourself. Elements. It, we've, we've talked about it before. If you guys haven't held one of these cards, I mean, this is a piece of metal. It's a heavy card. I just sold a T. Higgins uh, gold this week. So shout out to whoever bought that. You're getting a great card. I'm kind of sad to see it go, but uh, they're awesome cards. So, Yeah, most I think most, if not all of them, are serial number two, right, Steve? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all serial number. This is an interesting one. Watch out. It does have seven bids, but that doesn't really mean that it's going to shoot up. I mean, if I had to guess where this one's going to end at, uh here steve uh i don't know i i guess like 30 dollars or something yeah like you know even 40 you know depending on if by the end of the week there's any more news on him i could see it going to 40 yeah he's definitely a guy that i'm looking at there's a pen pals ending and like you have free run so this is a perfect situation where there's no performance driven event that's going to drive his prices up or down if anything maybe the commander's uh, lose again and 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 now you you know you just get a uh, another opportunity to kind of it's just kind of a product of maybe a little dip until he gets back on the field but uh yeah they get the um the titans this excuse me this weekend at home so that's definitely a situation where they could lose again and then they go to chicago for next thursday night football you got the commanders at the bears so i'm sure they're gonna be talking about brian robinson in that game and maybe you see a little bit of hype because maybe the word starts to get out there that brian robinson is making the comeback and and everything and so i i think this this like this window right here the next seven days you can see is is a very okay there we go we got some score action here numbered out of 20 i like that red zone right there from score that's nice I don't, I don't think they wait three weeks to activate them, to be honest with you. I, I think that announcement comes much sooner. I wouldn't be surprised, man. If he's been medically cleared, this guy clearly is a dog, man. He's got a lot of fight in him. Um, he's got an incredible work ethic, like good, positive mental attitude. And uh, I, I could see this guy getting back on the field sooner rather than later. I, I, I agree with you. Maybe he gets his start against the Bears that Thursday night, man. I mean, it's it's 12 I, days away, almost two weeks. It's very possible. I, I have been approached about going to that game. The tickets are are pretty cheap. No one wants to see the Commanders. <laughs> uh, not not many Bears fans want to see the Bears right now either. So I uh, may, may end up, we'll see, going to that one. Oh, my gosh. So... So another another rumor is, and uh, I got to pull this up. I've been starring your guys' comments, so I uh, appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Obviously, all we do here all day every day is talk about football and football cards. Uh, so, yeah, if you love parlaying your fantasy game or your football uh, following with uh, football cards and definitely want to subscribe to our channel and hit that bell notification icon, all that good stuff. Um, I want to pull up a guy's chart that was a big, you know, miss for me because he wasn't like the main guy I was saying to, to buy and, and, and did I buy, but I did buy a couple of his base Donner's PSA 10s and he's totally flopped, man. That's Baker Mayfield uh, on the Carolina Panthers and uh, he's totally flopped, dude. He's played so bad. You know, Sam Darnold <laughs> isn't quite uh, walking yet, but 
All right, he'll I'm be sure starting soon. You wait. <laughs> but uh, but Sam, we we do have a threat here of Sam Darnold returning from IR, and uh, it doesn't sound like he's close at all from the injury reports that I'm reading today. But just that is possible that at some point in the future, it's always good to to point out our, our failures and our successes. So Jalen Hurts, my biz, biggest success. Baker Mayfield, definitely my biggest failure this year. Bigger, Way bigger than Daniel Jones, who has also got his ankle heavily taped up. But I digress. Daniel Jones, uh, he looked somewhat dynamic this week. You know, he, he had a couple of long runs. I think he had two rushing touchdowns. So, you know, like I said, uh, I, I didn't think he was yeah. going to blow any, blow anyone's minds this year, but he's at least making a case for a three-and-one start, by the way. He, yes. Uh, yes, he has, but he's now, he's now injured. And um, uh, Tyrod Taylor got concussed, so Tyrod Taylor is also injured. And the thing is, today – let me let me see where I read this at, but the the Giants were working out a few veteran quarterbacks. Oh, almost had a sneeze there. Almost had a sneeze. Uh, the Giants were working out a few veteran quarterbacks today. I want to read where I read that at because there's a possibility. I want to talk about one backup quarterback. Uh, we've talked about a couple rookies that could drive a lot of FOMO, uh, but if the Philadelphia Eagles – I don't know if they would, but I'm just saying Garter Minshew is out there. His services are available for hire, and this guy would love a starting job uh, to get an opportunity to sling it somewhere. Him and Tyler Huntley, I think, are two of the most exciting kind of proven backups in the league that have a couple years under their belt and uh, still very young. And I, I can't remember. I have to go to Twitter because it was I read somewhere that the Giants worked out like two different veteran quarterbacks today. Like they're actively looking to pick someone up uh, right now. So it's interesting. And they're, they're three and one. So it's very compelling. Saquon's having an incredible year. RB1. I think, uh, you know, I think Minshew is a guy that starts somewhere next year. Uh, but. Again, barring a major injury, I could see him get get traded somewhere. Yeah, four hours ago, the Giants working out QBs after Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor suffer injuries. Uh, working, yeah, they've got the Green Bay Packers this weekend in and London. Who are they? They consider day to day. I'm trying to read where where I read that, but. Uh, Brian Dable has been uh, it's been a stud this year. Anyways, I'm just throwing that out there that um, you know look for these auctions. The reason why I throw that out there is because you never know what kind of auctions. Like I'm actively looking for auctions on Gardner Minshew and Tyler Huntley, who has very very few rookie cards. You never know what you can find ending an auction that is incredibly rare that doesn't pop up very often, and it sets you it puts you in such a prime spot to turn around and make some nice money down the road when these guys get a um get a starting job and uh i i know we didn't hit on on everybody we we kind of touched on like a lot of the the uh injuries and um 
the the uh, the players that could benefit or get a lot of run because of it. Steve, is there anybody that I left out in terms of a buy for you this week uh, that you wanted me to look into? I will note that I saw after a dramatic rise in the price of rookie ticket autos for uh, David Montgomery, the injury did drive the price immediately down to below what they were before he started playing well. Um, I think if you look at, you know, everyone just assumes that Khalil Herbert's that guy just because, you know, Montgomery's hurt. Just look at the last two years, what happened. Uh, As soon as Montgomery's healthy, he's put right back into the bell cow row. So I think that if you can get some of his cards on the cheap, especially rookie ticket autos, great buy, especially for a guy who could end up on a new team next year. Well, I I, got to shout you out for that, man. The Bears love to run the ball. And – that had the lowest over-under I'd ever seen on Justin Fields this past week, Steve, on underdogfantasy.com. You know, I've been playing some of these pick-ems, and uh, you see it down there on the scrolling bar. Uh, we're going to be doing more live streams where, where Steve and I on a weekly basis as soon as we, you know, get our schedules worked out and stuff to to look at some of these pick-ems because I was so close to hitting the 5X this week, Steve. They had 145 passing yard over-under on Justin Fields. And I was like, there's no way this is insane. And then a 23 yard uh, receiving yard over under on Darnell Mooney and Darnell Mooney is still really freaking good. So at the same token, I think you're looking at David Montgomery. I think you got to look at Darnell Mooney, right, Steve? Oh yeah. I mean, he does have hype still, but uh, after the first couple of weeks, his value is definitely down. And uh, if you traded him away on your fantasy squad, which I wouldn't blame you or if you dropped him, because I did drop him in a couple leagues, uh, his value will eventually come back. They can't just, you know, QB scramble every play. I mean, that's fortunately the very Trey Lance-like. Um, and, I, and I don't like that. I think that Fields, if he's not capable of throwing the ball 25 to 30 times a game, then he's just not the guy. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, great, great point, man. Great point. So, a uh, couple, couple more really good, um, really good plays to look out there for. Uh, what's good, Jets? Crazy. I see you in the chat. Okay, I start up a bunch of these comments, and uh, I saw this from Asher earlier. What are you thinking about Trey Lance buying? I want to see how low his twenty twenty one optic hollows have dipped to because uh, that's a good standard for Trey Lance. And let's see. Let's I've, just I've see seen, how low they did. I've seen like his base optics uh, occasionally in auction. By the way, go for between three and eight dollars. Obviously, that's a pretty big disparity. But you know, you got to think that by next year, you could see like fifteen to twenty on those. I would think. PSA nine. Okay. Uh, the the photo variation optic hollow now going for like $15. There's a buy it now for the optic hollow on 20. So this is right in the range where I was like, okay, I don't know how much lower they're going to go from here. Steve, they could get into that under like 15 to $20 range. Don't you think? The more games they win with Garoppolo at quarterback. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Debo Samuel doing his thing. Garoppolo looked uh, pretty sharp last night too, man. And, and you know, it's like we said a few weeks ago, the receivers will thrive with Jimmy mm-hmm. G back there because they run a balanced approach. They, they throw the ball. And uh, if you're holding Debo and you're holding, I guess, any receiver on that team, realistically, it's arrows up for them. 
Yeah, these Trey Lance cards have have some uh, more room to go down, I think, because there's still so much 2021 coming up product circulating into the market. I look at the Mac Jones now. They've dropped a lot. I mean, but... that, was like, that had to be like around a grand before the season mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. You're right, man. Look You're at right. the crack dice. That was probably 10K before the season started. You're right. Or, or yeah, you're right. Had, and then they kind of dipped a little bit after that week one. And it's like, okay, that was the monsoon game. Now we're going to go broken ankle. So you hate to see it. But, uh, yeah, so I think they've got a little bit more room to go down. So just stalk them. Like, stalk the auctions. There's so much 2021 product that is still circulating onto eBay. And a lot of it is getting put into auctions. So stalk the auctions. Save him as a search. 2021 Rookie Ticket Auto Trey Lance, 2021 Optic Hollow Trey Lance, 2021 Prism Silver Trey Lance, whatever, Field Level Silver Trey Lance. Save those searches and then stalk the auctions. That's it. And and don't get like, don't feel like you have to, oh, I, I, I got to get into this bidding war. You know, don't feel like you have to do that because there's going to be more opportunities here in the, in the next coming weeks. I think you'll uh, see these cards go down a, a little bit more, like Steve said. Yeah, by two thirds of the way through the season, they'll I think be even lower than they are now, which presents a good buying opportunity. Even if you're not thinking that this guy is like the next great thing, again, he doesn't have to be because you can flip it before the season starts next year. Shout out to Shelley for a comment about uh, T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, he showed out this past week. Who doesn't love T.J. Hawkinson? What a baller, man! And, yeah, he is a baller. What a, hair, saw, what a hairdo! Yeah. You know, TJ Hawkinson is one of the guys that uh, whoever the winner of the, uh, I think it was the the rookie ticket auto. No, this is the short print bowl. Whoever the winner of the short print bowl is, is making out because they're getting this 9.5 black prism silver Jalen Hurts and this blue optic TJ Hawkinson numbered out of 150. uh, If they, if they win the short print bowl fantasy football league that I hosted through our, um, through our patreon.com slash football cards membership program. So, uh, Fu Frank, Fu Frank Dong, uh, shout out TJ Hawkinson too, commented on the video. Why wasn't he on my top 10 hype index list? And that's just because, you know, a lot of why I think he broke out in such a big way this past week. And we've kind of talked about already, but you know, the lions offensive line, the fact that they're playing so aggressive, the fact that their defense is bad, you know, the fact they are struggling, like they want to win games bad, man. Dan Campbell is incredibly competitive. He wants to win games, and this is how he's got to do it. And you had no DJ Chark. You had no Amon Ross St. Brown and no DeAndre Swift. So there was a lot less target competition. And I think we've always said if there was less target competition for Hawkinson, we knew he'd kind of break out. And so he did, which was nice to see him kind of prove that. It's just a matter of Amon Ross St. Brown being so good that he's their primary weapon when he's in the game. And then you got DJ Chark kind of stretching the field and Swift kind of taking all that shallow, uh, you know, intermediate kind of dump off stuff. So TJ Hawkinson really stepped up in this game, which was nice to see. Player profilers got him best comparable to Travis Kelsey. I just didn't see the sales volume and the price spikes in his cards after that game, Steve. And that's why he didn't make the top 10. Right. No, and I agree with that. And I, I think that, uh, Part of the reason for that is I think people are worried that, like you said, once the full staff comes back to health, that he might fall back down in pecking order, which is reasonable to think. But I think one of the reasons that 
I got so excited about the Lions before the season started, and we've talked about this plenty of times, and that is that they have a lot of depth on offense, and they showed that this week. Even with most of their best skill position players out, they still put up obscene you know, video game type numbers even. So I like Hawkinson as a buy. He's, he's got a following. You know, he has a following for a, a Lions team that arguably doesn't have that big of a market share as far as the hobby goes. I think Hobbins, Hawkinson's a, a, a cool player to buy because there's always a market for him. Yeah, I mean, look, look at this. Someone someone threw down some dough, $900 on a TJ Hawkinson, one of one NFL Shield Platinum Tag, PSA 9 from Immaculate. I want to make sure I get that right. Shout out to uh, to my guy, Tom Bullard out there. Um, it's Im- Immaculate, not Immaculate. <laughs> so, um, a beautiful card, man. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful card, color match. You love to see the Nike swoosh and the NFL Shield on-card autograph. One of one, like it, right on the front there by the, on the bottom left. So $900, though. Still, I'm looking at the rookie ticket autos just today. $29.99. This is sealed Panini. I would expect or, or want to see this card get up to 50 to 60. And if he continues to have games like this, then yeah, they will. So I guess it depends how much more time is are these guys going to miss this year. But with Amon Ra there and, and uh, Chark back in the lineup, I don't expect uh, T-Hawk to have quite the the target share that he did this past weekend. But it was still really cool to see it. And it's still cool to see the Lions demand and hype as a whole because you and I are both been uh, bullish and, and kind of touting the Lions as a good team to invest in, uh, you know, going back this offseason. Teal one, man. That I'm jealous of whoever ended up with that. That's a beautiful card, man. I think if you're a Lions fan or if you're a Hawkinson fan and you're just buying to collect, I mean, that that's a guy that you got to have in your collection, uh, a rookie ticket auto. Even the base one is just nice. So Justice Tyrone says, what do you think about LaVisca Chenault? And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate the comment, Justice, and uh, glad to have you on the quest. LaVisca Chenault, we know he had that big uh, 55-yard touchdown, uh, not this past week, but the week prior. But man, that uh, Carolina Panthers team is just floundering. The defense isn't bad, but Baker Mayfield is playing so bad, dude. He can't even get the ball to DJ Moore, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I can't expect him to then somehow be able to get the ball to LaVisca Chenault, who kind of dwells in that intermediate short area of the field. Uh, you, you know, So it's like, I don't know what upside there is for him as a wide receiver 3-4 on a team that's floundering, who's a guy that's also on a little prove it deal. Like <laughs> this is just a, not a good situation for any Carolina Panther right now. I'm trying to get out of all my Carolina Panther stock right now, only because I think they're going to keep going down, Steve. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get excited about any skill position players on the team. Mayfield, I think out of 33 qualifying QBs is 33, sadly. Um, and DJ Moore, I, I've got quite a few rookie ticket autos of his, which I'm going to just continue holding on to. It's just not a, for me, there's no reason to panic. So he's too good to just, uh, you know, to dump. I think that at some point they'll play better or Darnold will come in and for four games, light the world on fire again, you never know. But, uh, I'm not high on Chenault personally. I think that there's better buys at the moment. Yeah. 
Paul Pagoda says Consp- conspiracy theory after opening a bunch of Prism 2020, I ended up with zero Herbert and multiples of many trash player. Do you guys think Panini manipulates print runs of individual players? I do, but I, I think I-, I would be surprised if you didn't pull any Joe Burrow or Tua. Um, I would be a little bit more, you know, I'd be, I, I'd expect it if you didn't pull as much Jalen Hurts or, um, or Justin Herbert, because they didn't have that early first round draft capital, uh, like Joe Burrow and Tua did. And so I would expect you to pull more of those guys, but they absolutely manipulate print runs of individual players. We see it like players after that are drafted in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, especially like tight ends, uh, good defensive players, even a lot of the running backs. And wide receivers, even they don't get they don't get XRCs. They don't get into the main prism set. You know, they don't get into the main optic set. They don't get the rated rookie logo, and therefore they don't get as many cards either. They definitely skew the print run on these guys, and that's part of the reason. You know, Carter brought up that that uh, tweet that he liked about adding a print run to every uh, card, at least from the major sets, even the base cards. So. We we know what they are, Steve, and I I'm curious to hear what your opinion is on that. Um, I as far as I know about Prism, I do believe that here's the thing: is there are a lot of base rookies in the set. You know, there's even like O linemen and stuff like that. So, com- combine that with the fact that each pack only I think has one or two rookies in it. It could be one. Um, I, that really limits your your odds of pulling a star QB. Now, granted, there's more star QBs in that 2020 QB class than in others. But uh, I think with a large pool of rookies, you're definitely limited in your in your ability to get a base rookie. If you bought one hobby box, honestly, I think that you might get maybe one Burrow or one Herbert. You could get one of each realistically, but I think that there's just not a lot of rookie base cards in general, even in 2020. Yeah, and uh, man, if you got 2020, just keep it sealed. I know it's so tough, but you've got 2020 sealed product, dude. You could get so much money for that prism sealed. I know it's tough, Paul, and I just hope that at the end of the day, you had a lot of fun opening all that, um, but that is tough not pulling a single Herbert. Hopefully, you got to a Burrow or two or Jalen Hurts out of there. Um, Joe says, what you boys think about Trey Sermon, who's now in the Philadelphia Eagles uh, he did pop off a nice little run, but it's kind of easy to do behind that elite offensive line in Philly. Plus, when you have such a good uh, r- run pass option quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And, uh, you know, Trey Sermon, he's, I don't know. Uh, Steve, what's your opinion? I got my take. I'm not really touching him. No, I, I think that, uh, you know, he's a guy that came out of the gates overpriced, uh, even as a rookie. And not to mention that he's just in a loaded backfield. You know, and one of the guys that's going to run the most is going to be Hurts himself. So, I would, yep, Hurts, and then Miles Sanders, and you still have Kenneth Gainwell, who's a really solid red zone and receiving threat. And it's like Trey Sermon is there for depth, occasional breather role, and not a guy that I'm going to spend uh, any any money on. Uh, Geno Smith, shout out to Jamie. Geno Smith is getting hot. His cards and autos still very cheap, very cheap. I, I talked about it with Carter. Um, I, t- I talked about it in, in my video yesterday in my top 10 hype index. I think Geno Smith is still very undervalued. 
We talked about his advanced analytics. He's popping in literally all the metrics right now in terms of uh, play action completion percentage, in terms of true completion percentage. He's leading the NFL right now in a lot of these adv advanced efficiency metrics. I saw a rookie ticket auto, Steve, for $50. I started because, honestly, if it's still there, like tomorrow, and you guys haven't bought it yet, I'm – probably gonna buy that thing just to just to have one because he's i mean if he continues this run i mean we we could start to see some serious hype pick up we're already seeing a little bit but i mean we could really start to see some hype i'm already like seeing the volume and shortly behind this volume is going to start to be a pretty significant price increase i know i posted one in the uh the sniper channel on the discord a couple weeks ago Pretty sure it went for like 20, 25 bucks. Um, I'd honestly be shocked if they were still 50 bucks right now. I think that he's probably cementing himself as the starter for quite a while there. So it could I be. Found, I found one. Oh, yeah. He, he's cementing himself as the starter for the for the year. I mean, he he's playing so good. I mean, dude, look at this. That's look. unbelievable, man. Oh, corner ding. That's why. Okay. Corner ding. Variation ding. Yeah, you know. Okay. There you go. Okay, That's more 67. Uh, another one that went for 1650 must have been some damage. 20. That's a lot of these six are dollars. What? Yeah, well, this was before last week. Yeah, man. Uh, that's the thing. So, you know, there's there's been a lot of Pete Carroll hate, uh, but they're definitely opening it up with Geno Smith. And the, the, the comment from Pete Carroll after this game was, and they asked, they asked him about, oh, you're really, uh, you know, what do you think about Geno Smith? You're allowing him to kind of open it up and or, or some, this and that. And Pete Carroll's response, and tell me if this is not cryptic, is that Geno is doing everything that we've asked him to do. So it's kind of like this cryptic response that they're much more satisfied with Gino compared to Russell Wilson. Like there was definitely that butting of heads there with Russ. And I, I could see Seahawks fans picking up quite a bit of, of hype because the Seahawks, we didn't even project them to be two and two at this point. And uh, man, Rashad Penny, <laughs> dude, he caught a big stride in this game. The, the schedule is pretty easy for the Seahawks. I mean, he even had an 80% completion percentage against the 49ers when they lost. Um, I think that was week two. That was the most difficult game for them yet. And, and yet he still had an 80% completion. He's making, like, according to Next Gen Stats, some of the throws he made yesterday to DK Metcalf and Will Disley had very low uh, completion probabilities. And he's got great skill position players in DK and uh, Tyler Lockett and Rashad Penny. And uh, Will Disley is, is looking pretty good. They get the Saints, who have been banged up, who have been underwhelming. I think he he's going to the Superdome this weekend. If he continues this trend and they put a hurting on the Saints, who are now in a – I think there's a potential quarterback controversy or quarterback battle because Andy Dalton did more for the Saints this past weekend in London – than Jameis Winston was doing before, and Andy Dalton did it with fewer skill position players. <laughs> so, I'd like to uh, point out how well Marquez Callaway played, and I know I'm a huge <laughs> Callaway fanboy, but if you watch that game, Andy, I don't know if you did or not, incredible catches, incredible catches, and he started. Uh, I'd love to see him stay on the field. Uh, he clearly yeah. deserved his spot, and uh, Michael Thomas showing that 
still injury prone. Very much injury prone. Jarvis Landry, injury prone. You know, it's the guy there, though, man. It's Chris Olave. I, I go back to this rookie, but he's got the first round draft capital from Ohio State. He's so fast, man. This guy's got such good hands, dude. I've looked at his targets like he's number 13 uh, in, amongst wide receivers in terms of targets. He's getting a 75% snap share, 75% snap share. And we talk about air yards. He's got a 36% air yard share. That's number 10 amongst wide receivers. He's number one amongst wide receivers in the NFL in air yards. So it's just a matter of those air yards have not been realized. That's the, all the yardage, the full yardage of all intended targets. He's number one in deep targets. And I know a lot of those were inaccurate downfield passes from Jameis Winston, but it's just, I mean, dude, there's some of those were so close. It's just a matter of time before Chris Olave has one of these massive, you know, three touchdown, 200 yard games. And uh, like, I want to have a card or two of his in my collection. He was a guy I wanted to talk about earlier buying into based on the usage. I know you love Marcos Callaway, but I mean, you even you will admit that Chris Olave will pop in price and demand over Marquez Callaway, given the oh, given the same performance. For sure, no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, you just have the uh, Callaway has that like sleeper status, whereas Olave is like already on the front burner, right? He's already steaming, he's bubbling, he's boiling over the side a little bit. People are salivating, waiting for that game to happen, you know. Uh, whereas like. With Callaway, you could, you know, probably get some rookie ticket autos for like under ten dollars. And when he does start putting consistent games up, if he draws more starts, you know, there's definitely value to be had there in like the twenty to thirty dollar range. Like I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to try and get in on one of these Chris Olave XRCs That's at like seventy five. Seventy five. That's cheap. I mean, I, I've seen yeah. him go for more than that, so I think that guy maybe. Yeah, see, that's I've seen so, them both closer to a hundred. Guess what? I got the Brees Hall for, and I don't know if they've gone up since then, but I sniped the Brees Hall for fifty. Like, I think it was sixty out the door, dude. Very nice. And and Jets awesome. Crazy's been trying to get me to. He's been he's been hitting me up in my DMs trying to get me to trade it to to him. He sent me a um, a uh, SGC nine Patrick Mahomes, and I was like, really? You, you do this straight up? Like, I was like, all right, now you, now you're talking my language. He sent me a 2005 Tops Aaron Rodgers SGC 9.5, and he was like, "Well, maybe we have to, maybe you have to sweeten it up a little bit." So now I'm trying to, I've got a counter, I've got a counter offer him with and, and add something to the XRC to try and get that Mahomes from him. Speaking of, since we're talking tradings, trading, and we're talking the Discord, uh, I know these aren't like barn burner type cards, but they don't have to be if they're PC, right? Uh, if you guys are holding any. I don't know, 2017 or newer Bears defensive players. They don't have to be like top of the line cards, but if they're serial numbered or silvers or anything like that, I'm open for trades. I love me some Bears D cards. I showed Andy some uh, before the stream here. You're yeah. in the Discord and you got any, you know, Brisker or any other 2022 rookies that uh, that you want to want to move for something that you like better, hit me up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, okay, so great a question here from Anani. When's the best time to start and end auctions for cards during the season? I mean, from what I've seen, Monday night still has thousands of auctions ending. And if you're right on the player and he goes out and has a great game, 
Maybe he's a product of he's a quarterback of a winning team that day. End it after the game that night. If maybe you don't want to risk it so much, you just want to get a lot of eyeballs, I would go with the Thursday night. Uh, I love the Thursday night ending time. I think it's a very active night for people on eBay. Outside of that, I would go with uh, Sunday night. I try and differentiate yourself from Monday night just because there's so many thousands of auctions ending that night. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. I think as the season goes on, if you notice a lot of these big uh, eBay accounts, they haven't been listing as many auctions over the weekend. But let's not forget, it's getting colder out. There's going to be less people going out doing family stuff on the weekends. I think that Friday, Saturday night are perfectly fine as long as you list them at the right time to end. Uh, for me, that's been like 8.30 to 9, 9.30 central time. Uh, that gives you two hours to the West Coast and one hour to the East Coast. So it still puts you in like a, a nice sweet spot for you know, your target base. Yeah, it was well said. Yeah, it really does. Um, all right, let's give Clayton. We, you might have to wind it back, Clayton, but we'll do a quick recap because I didn't really dig into too much of the advanced efficiency stats for uh, Trevor Lawrence. So let's look at um, let's look at some of these sold items here for Trevor Lawrence recently. I just want to focus on the the buy it now to kind of look at what's been recently uh, popping off here. Some you know you got to watch out for these digital ones; those aren't like real cards but okay here's a great gauge uh prism silver psa 9 235 that's that's pretty uh that's pretty pricey for a 2021 product um i gotta look at what his stats okay so 65 percent completion percentage through four games 946 passing yards that puts him at the uh, qb 16 on a points per game basis you're definitely seeing trevor lawrence uh, exceed expectations to this point um, in terms of protection rate, his offensive line is way over exceeding expectations. They're, they're right now they're off, they're providing him with an 86% protection rate. That's number seventh best amongst quarterbacks. He is making some danger plays, and this bit him, <laughs> this bit him last uh, last week against the Eagles. But they are a far superior uh, defense, uh, as we talked about. His Yards per attempt at 7.1, that's number 18. So he's not throwing it especially deep. Um, he's just playing pretty smart, pretty accurate. His accuracy rating is number ninth amongst quarterbacks. True completion percentage factoring out unpressured throwaways and drop passes at currently 72%, 72.7% to be exact, which is number six best amongst quarterbacks. Play action completion percentage, six best amongst quarterbacks. Clean pocket completion, six best again. Where he's struggling is under pressure. Pressured completion percentage, number 32. Red zone completion percentage, number 17. Deep ball, number 19. So still struggling a little bit in those sectors. But overall, QBR, number 11, Steve. True passer rating, number six. He's definitely exceeding expectations. Um and uh, his offensive line is playing well above average. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Doug Peterson. We 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 could kind of see this happening. Doug Peterson's a great coach, and he's doing great things. James Robinson's playing good. The skill position players are playing good around Trevor, and their defense is playing uh, much better than average. So, I mean, as a whole, that's why the Jaguars are currently, in terms of Vegas projections, are now the favorites to win the AFC South. I think that uh, other than maybe Christian Kirk, I think the biggest surprise might be the Jaguars defense. 
they've been playing pretty well and uh just the outside rush has been been really good there yeah yeah the out yeah man so there you go before week one they were plus 600 odds after week four plus 175 odds to to win the afc south and the upcoming schedule for the jags is pretty favorable man like they've they got the texans at home this weekend i like that game a lot to kind of turn into a shootout um, or maybe just a Jaguars beatdown, and maybe we get some Travis Etienne play in that game, and uh, and, and more James Robinson. And I, I just, hey, I, any of the Jags players I'm bullish on against the Texans, and then the Colts at home. I, dude, or not a, in Jacksonville, they're playing in Indianapolis, which, hey, Tennessee just picked them apart last week. The Colts play a lot of zone, so if 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 the offensive line can give Trevor time in the pocket, he can pick apart a zone defense. You know, Trevor Lawrence is playing good enough, and Christian Kirk is good enough, and you get Zay Jones back and everything. Like, that's that's a juicy matchup for them. Uh, the Giants in Jacksonville, that'll be a good matchup by that time. And then the Broncos in Jacksonville, October 30th at 9.30 a.m. Oh, that must be a London game then. Yeah, because uh, Jags are big over in, in London, man. ton of fans. So you get the Broncos on October 30th. So kind of looking at that next four-game projection there, um, we could see a lot more hype pick up for Jacksonville players. And uh, Travis Etienne is kind of my guy to go to there. And James Robinson, honestly, too. Um, and and he, Christian Kirk, if he's super cheap, I'm just – you know, I've got a few Christian Kirk cards still, so I'm kind of, kind of holding there and kind of got them listed above uh, market value. And Trevor's out of, out of my budget range, but I might be open to like getting a Trevor Lawrence Opticalo kind of in that thirty dollar range if I could find something raw like that, Steve. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if you're a if you're a Jaguars truther, if you think they're going to the playoffs, you know. They're going to build a reputation up uh, as a franchise and what that'll do for like all the skill position players will be positive. If Kirk ends up being like his focal point, you know, then that's going to kind of go, his value will be hand in hand with Lawrence's. Obviously the multiplier will be, will be lower, but. Hey man, I rolled the dice on, on Trey Lance at a slightly higher price point than this on his optic hollow. Um, I don't see why I wouldn't roll the dice on Trevor Lawrence. I'm actually, hey, if you if you guys don't get this one and it's still in my watch list tomorrow, I might pop this because, look, perfect centering. I mean, this looks like almost perfect centering. The corners look great. Uh, the picture is really good, so I think the surface looks really good. I know I can get this card to pop a lot better in, in my pictures and in a one-touch. For $39 free shipping, uh, this one's not going to last long. I think with 15 watchers in the last 24 hours that it's sold by the end of the day, probably. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that one's getting, that one's going to my watch list. That that one might be gone in the morning if you, if you guys aren't on it. So uh, with that, man, we're right at two hours, dude. This has been such a fun live stream. And we didn't even get to talk about every team in the NFL and every situation that we wanted to. We're just going to have to get back on on here dude victor with the massive snipe two weeks ago getting two optic hollows for 30 each awesome snipe victor great great buys there victor and uh yeah i appreciate all you guys subscribe 
share the video, share with your friends, share with other guys that are into football cards, spread the word, let them know what we're doing. And uh, we'll see you guys in that next video. That's right. And if, uh, if you want to do some pre-kickoff, uh, finish up where we left off or maybe make some prop bets, I'll be up for that. Yes. I've had a couple uh, five-leg parlays hit this year. Oh, all right. All right. I need, I need your help. I need your help, Steve. That's it. I'm pulling in the big guns, guys. We're doing it. We're doing a prop bet stream later in the week. Stay tuned for that. We'll be back. Let's go. Peace. Good night, everyone.